Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk and we're going to be reviewing Borough today. We only had half of in attendance for the game, uh, only you made the, the travel up north to go to the game. How was how was travel, how was the day? Talk to us. Yeah, it was it was good, good day. Um, it's fun up at Borough, uh, good people, you know, came across a good few Borough fans, good to chat to him. Um and I think it was a day where we expected there to be a very scrappy game of football. Uh, both teams very much up for it, competitive, end-to-end. And I think that's what we got. Uh, one all. I've seen I've seen people say we deserve to lose, seen people say you take a point. What do you think? It's, it's one of them where I, I don't want to say the same things that I said last week about like you can look it in two ways, but you can. It's another one of them games where you can look it in the side of we should have won that, we should have held on, but then equally there's the side of it where there's positives to take from it again. Borough's always a tough place to go. You know, we've won once at the Riverside in yeah. God knows how many years. Um so to get a point there at what is a bogey ground for us and just things like that, it's it's really good for us. Um it's obviously frustrating that we didn't hold on. Um, and the manner of the Borough goal was a bit frustrating as well, but obviously we'll get more onto that um, as we go on. But it's it's one of them where it's a point on the board and it's it's a block to start building on now. Um, and that that's all that it really can be looked at. Um, being brutally honest, it's it's one of them where you've got to look at it now and go, right, there's there's a start. It's now just to get we're on the board. We're yeah, on the board, exactly. aren't we? Yeah, that's I think you've that's the main thing. Yeah, no, that's the main thing, and. Uh... I think for both teams, there'll probably be that overriding sense of relief. Uh, even though it is just a point and no one came away with all three, there'll be that sense of relief that, right, okay, we didn't lose for starters because, you know, that's all, that's all we've known this season. Got a point, at, at, like you said, uh, a hard game to get any result at. Hard ground to get any result at, rather. Um, but I think the best thing to do is start from the first whistle. And, you know, you watched it at home. Uh, I, I watched it in the ground and it's safe to say town didn't really start well at all. I think Borough came out and really dominated the ball. Overall, they dominated the ball, 59% possession all game. But Borough came out and town really couldn't get their stamp on the game. I remember counting or trying to count five, six, seven, eight, ten, nine, ten passes uh, every time we got the ball and we only got to four. Couldn't keep hold of the ball. Uh, tended to go quite direct to Ward, who, to his credit, won a few headers, but I think we could have utilised someone else, you know, a bit better up there. But I think this is a thing where if we're going to win football games this season, we need to start well. I know we didn't concede a goal until the second half, but it wasn't a promising start. No, I think a lot of people will go away from that first half and have thought, we're gonna we're gonna concede a few second half because we just again it's another case where we just didn't look on it and it's not the first game that it's happened. Plymouth was a really good example of that too, um, where we just didn't yeah. we didn't look sharp coming out of it. Albeit we got a goal right at the end of the second at uh, the end of the half, even though they were one 0 up and it kind of brought the game level and it was kind of a bit of optimism going into the second half. We can get something from the game. It was it was very similar to that in the sense of there was just no. There were no like actual 
thing to go off for that second half. There was there was no chances off the top of my head anyway. There might have been the odd chance, but there was no like oh well the Irish chance and that's that's the only one that I can really that's think of. It, yeah. Um where you look at with a bit of semblance and go, right, we can get something from this game because Borough were Borough were on top for the entire first half. Um and I remember thinking at several points, not only in the first half but in the second half, that just there was so much openness for them to to attack and just yeah. behind the midfield and like the, the gap between the midfield and defence, there was so much space for Borough to attack and they did and it it was really concerning for quite a big period of the game because they've got good attackers, Morgan Rogers, Sammy Silvera, uh Latte Lath. Well yeah, a word for him. A word for Latte Lath, I thought I think it was his first Riverside appearance and he yeah, was his debut unbelievably impressive you know he was absolutely rapid he dropped in he linked play and I think we'll get onto this later because this is something that really needs to be discussed now that's what we're missing but I'll hold that thought yeah go into half time and you're happy that we're not losing yeah exactly. Lee Nichols you know word for Nichols again was he was sensational absolutely sensational I think without Nichols we would have lost that game three four one easily Showing again why he is one of the best in the league. And as he was making those saves, I was thinking, because we were speaking last week about his mistake against Leicester and whether that was just one of those days. I think he's proved off the back of this performance the week later that it was just one of those days because I don't think that quality ever will leave you. But yeah, half-time, nil-nil. Happy days, really, from a town perspective. And you're thinking, right, what needs to, you know, what do we need to inject this second half to even, you know, get a point? Not you know, not even to get a win. We just need to come out and really go for it because I feel like we we didn't really get out of first second gear in the in, in the first half at all. It was all Borough. We did what we saw quite often under Carlos and what we have seen under Warnock, where we sit back, we soak all the pressure, and then we go or we try and go. Unfortunately for Tom in the first half, it didn't really come to you know any success, but. You come out second half, start creating chances, and we get a goal. Yeah, it's, it's one of them. I think very quickly to touch on the Diara chance. I think that was. It's one of them where I, I don't want to say on another day, but it literally is inches away from hitting the correct side yeah. of the post and going in. It's, oh, it's yeah. one of them where anything can can affect that, and I think like like we say on another day, it, it probably goes in. It's one of them where he's unlucky. Um, to see it hit that side of the post because it probably is inches away from hitting the right side of the post and, and going in. So it's one of them where there was a bit of, I don't want to say a bit of Borough Fortune because they, they didn't, they wouldn't have deserved to go into that um, half-time at 1-0 down. They wouldn't have because they were they were on top for the for the majority of the half. And then, like you say, a town come out and, and score from a corner pretty much from the off, which kind of put a stamp on the game um, and it's that, that's something that I actually wanted to, to mention Sauber's set pieces this season have been exceptional they've been absolutely yeah. brilliant and it's not just been Borough it's not just been Leicester it's been Plymouth too I don't know if you took them in the cup but they were probably just as good they've been consistently dangerous and that's something that we missed last year even when Sauber were here his set pieces weren't as good as his first full season. I think that's something that a lot of people picked up on. Um, but then this season, they look 
they look quality again, and that's something that obviously mm. we've scored from um, from this game, um, which is is massively, massively promising. So it's, it's one of them where it's in the corridor of, of danger. I can't remember the exact yeah, exact words, but yeah. yeah, corridor of uncertainty. And um, I can't. Is it Dale Fry who puts Dale Fry? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So own goal from Dale Fry in forty seven minutes in his happy days. Huddersfield time one nil. However. Let me just raise a point. Most of our chances this season are coming from set pieces. And without our set pieces, or we've hit the post a few times, but we're not creating many chances from open play. And I know we were very highly reliant on set pieces in the nearly promotion season, but we were scoring from open play then. We tended to score slightly from open play last season, but this season I'm not seeing many out-and-out chances from open play. How long do you give it before that's a concern? Because you come up against sides who aren't as good in the air and can't defend from corners, and then you come up against sides like Millwall, who, you know, their centre-half partnership as of a few years ago, I don't know if it's changed, six foot five, six foot six each. So... When does that become a concern? Because what if Sorber has an off day on his set pieces, or what if he's not in the team? It's a it's a difficult question to answer that one. I think um, I'm looking at a a table here from from Lou Arns on Twitter. Um, Towns XG up uh, Towns XG from open play is three point two nine, which is the eighth highest in the league, I believe. Yeah, eighth highest in the league. Twenty eight shots, three point two XG one goal which promise him towns xg from set player then is 16 uh set play shots one xg and no set play goals because it don't count if it's an own goal in that kind of tally so that says everything that you need to know the fact that towns xg from from open player is literally too greater and there's not been a goal no, and there's there's been one more goal than than it is from a corner. Says yeah. says all you need to know. Really, it's it's a frustrating one. It it really is because I think you can kind of say that it's a concern now, and I don't think you'd be wrong to say that. I don't think you'd be right yeah. to say that. I think you, it's a very weird one where it's 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 early doors in the season. Transfer window's still yeah. open. So if this was say that statistic was around in November. And we were still massively over well underperforming in XG from uh like in play uh, possession. Then it is it's going to be concerning because you're underperforming in XG from open play. That's where the majority of goals should come from. The majority yeah, of the time, the football is being played is through open play, not through set play. So it's yeah. one of them where then you look at it and go, "We've got this issue." I think everyone knows at town we do need another striker in. We we do. I don't think. I don't I'm think not going to get chased around. If you don't, you know, if you know, we don't yeah. need a striker. So then the issue is, is how do we then get a striker? Because you know we've signed Bergzog, and he looks he looked good from his from his cameo, but he played mainly off the off the wing on Saturday, yeah. if I'm correct. Left on side, yeah. You've then got Harrett, Hudlin, Ward. You then got Tyree Simpson to come back uh, after his loan. Whether he's in that picture, we don't know yet. Obviously, it's too early to call. Ward's got another season on his contract after this one. 
Harrit, I'm not too sure, and Hudlin's just signed a new contract. Yep. So you've got three there that you kind of then got, okay, so well, what do you do? And then you've also got Jordan Rhodes on the side. Rhodes probably isn't going to play for us again. No. The simple fact of it, probably isn't for whatever reason, whether something's gone on behind the scenes, God knows, there's no point speculating, he's probably not going to play for us again. Which is probably a loss, but it also potentially isn't a loss at the same time. It's one of them where, again, six and a half a dozen, you can see it in in two viewpoints, but then getting a striker, we've got time left of the window, so yeah, it's concerning, yeah, but it's also not concerning because there's still time to fix that during the window, and I think that we will be looking at a striker still. Yeah, I agree, and you basically answered my next question. Well, I think you, you're you going to answer my next question based on what you've just uh, spoken about. Yes or no? I know you, you you like him. Is Danny Ward the right man to start up front for Liverpool Town? Uh, by himself now. By himself now. In a in a partnership, and I I might get a bit of stick for this, but in a partnership, I think he'd he'd be good. Um, you you look at Carlos's time. Carlos started switching to a to a two up front system, and got much better out of Ward than he did when he was just by himself and didn't really have any support up there. So, personally. Taking bias aside out of it, I think in a two, Ward would do really well. You look you look at how he's playing so far this season and he's trying to knock the ball down, he's trying to play off someone and there's nobody there to play there's off. There's just nothing there. There's he's nothing trying to there. play off Karoma and Sauber. Karoma reverts slightly and kind of can come into that striker position but doesn't do it enough for it to be a system where it's not a concern, not a concern but you know what I mean? What I'm trying to get at. And then Sauber, he's a touchline winger so it's yeah. it's he's not the right striker to start up front for us by himself in a, in a two probably um, yeah. and it saves money then are you kind of similar in that thinking or do you think that either way two one whatever he has to somebody has to come in and replace him I think at this point unfortunately he's virtually ineffective or by right. himself yeah and that's 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 unfortunate because we know what he can do and we know he's a Walnut type of player. But this season, I know it's been three or there are four games in all competitions. He's shown that there's really nothing there for him in 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 this team so far. And I know you know fortunes can change. He's probably going to end up being our top scorer on twenty goals. Now I said this, but you're not seeing what we know and. We you know what we love and we know what what he can do, but we're not seeing it, unfortunately. Um, so I think it does beg the question: When do we change? We need to sign another striker. Everyone knows that we've needed to sign strikers for years. Um, but we're just going to see what happens. You know, the window doesn't close for. I think it's ten days. Another yeah, give or take two weeks, ten days. But yeah. We'll see what happens, but at, at at this rate, we really need to pull our finger out if we're going to start scoring goals. But yeah, I think enough on that. Um, although it's it's very topical because we know we need to score some goals. But let's move on, and I think for fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes at a push after Town's goal, there were spells where we were decent. We were getting corners on top of corners. We were really putting pressure on. We're thinking, right, we can go and nick another goal here 
that wasn't to be as we fizzled out after probably 10, 12 minutes and Borough just really dominated after that. I think, again, without Nichols, it really could have been quite a messy scoreline. Just to, just to interrupt you there, why do you why do you think we fizzled out? Do you think there's a, a set reason why kind of we, we drop off? And it's not the first game where we dropped off. There's been spells where we've had pressure in other games. So is there anything that you'd kind of look at and go, that's the issue, no, that's why we're... I'm really not sure because for five, ten minutes after we scored, we looked a really, really strong, solid unit. We were getting the ball out wide. We were getting the ball into the box. No, it wasn't being met, but the defenders were meeting it. And it was going, you know, we were going for corners. So we nearly scored from a free kick straight after. Sending the end, I'd tip it over. So I'm really not sure what's going on in terms of why we can't persistently put pressure on, on a team after we scored. It, it should be... You know, your tail should be up. The fans were in, in great voice. The Riverside was slightly hushed, um, albeit being a very, you know, loud atmospheric ground. We we were on top. Uh, so whether that's a thing where we just need to get back on the training pitch and, you know, learn how to be clinical, have that clean cutting edge, then it probably is the case. But it, it it's probably harder away from home as well. You know, I think I'd... I know if we had the John Smith crowd on our back, we'd probably go in and score two. But it wasn't to be, and we really just got on top of the game again. Yeah, it makes sense. And then, obviously, like you say, fizzled out, and Borough scored very shortly after through Hayden Hackney. Who Hayden Hackney. Just a great goal. It is. It's a really good finish, yeah. but he just he shouldn't be getting in that situation. He, if I remember correctly, it's Sober Thomas and Tom Edwards who have just said, there you go, Hayden, cut inside and fire one to the top corner. You can take nothing away from the finish. However, I, th- I think it was... I, I know Saul was definitely there. I think it was Edwards as well. They were, they were the right-hand side, and I think there were three of them. But I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure which three it was. And he's, they've you know, they've, they've given him a ton of space. They've shown him the inside, which you never do. You know, you, you, you never show someone any, the inside of the football pitch when they're cutting in, because you know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone's ready to finish, not least Borough fans. Uh, but it's just something you don't do, and that's that's the that's the kind of stuff we have to do if we're gonna get results and you know get over the line. But I mean, what a finish! It's it's a great finish. It's like like you said, there's not you can take nothing away from the finish. Um, Nichols can't get any complaints oh, no. for it. It's it's one of them where you just have to kind of sit back and applaud and go, yeah, oh completely restart again. It's just again defending. We've yeah. It's a poor it's a poor goal to get into that position where you're gonna concede from. Um how he's got into the box relatively unchallenged is frustrating. Um and it's not the first time that's happened. Leicester pretty much the same thing. Opportunity for somebody to put a challenge in doesn't. Yep. Bally Mumba's goal at Plymouth, opportunities to put a challenge in. Um probably a goal against Borough in the cup as well. Uh, off the top of my head, where there's been opportunities to put a challenge in. Oh no, no, completely, completely. I mean, we were played through on Saturday multiple, multiple times, very easily, in fact. And I think if Nichols wasn't so good off his line on multiple occasions, and Latilas had a bit more cutting edge, Sammy Silvera had two golden chances to win the game. Yeah, where Town just sat back. I mean. They played us from Senny Diego all the way to Sammy Silvera, who was basically on the on the on the penalty spot 
and he'd skied it in probably what was the last few kicks of the ball, could have lost the game. And you're thinking, oh, it's 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 it's, it's defensive errors again. And I really fear that. I mean, Leicester weren't clinical by any means, and neither were Borough, but they're two successful footballing outfits who later on in the season, if we play like that against them, we'll get punished. Because, I mean, the perfect example of it is, you you remember, I remember, Burnley at home on the first uh, first home game of the season. They were incredible, but they only beat us 1-0. And then you beat, and then, you know, we play them in February and they absolutely batter us 4-0 at their place. It's just how clinical a team is and we're lucky that Borough couldn't take the chances or else we'd be going home losing 3-4-1. So, I think the the boys will know that, Warnock will know that, and it's just something we really need to tighten up on. I think that's that's a big thing from the Borough game that stuck out to me as well, was just defensively, we just, we looked poor. There was, there was so many times where Borough would get the ball in the midfield and get through our midfield, and then there'd be, so much space for them to play into and I, I know I've already mentioned it but like playing in a four well it was it was it was four five I don't know what you can really class it as because Hog, Hog dropped in as a third centre half yeah. so if you call it a five I don't know but we just we looked so open and so vulnerable so often and you know it's, it's playing in a four because we did start in a four so I'm going to say we're playing in four playing in that system once you get through the midfield, it's then a case of if somebody goes and attacks the ball, then you're it's then crazy. potentially stuck in a in a challenge where you might have a three v three if they break past that yeah. player. So it's 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 frustrating. It really is because I th- I think at this point you that you've got a question why why is nobody push pushing up higher? Why are we why are we then so vulnerable past that line of midfield? It's there's so many questions that arise from that and um. I think again we started in a four. We spoke about we potentially want to start in a five against Borough, playing Norwich next week. So we'll I'm going to quickly touch on it now. We'll touch on it more in the preview that we do. But do you, do you play a four again? Do you do you look at changing because we're getting opened up and exposed quite a lot from from teams. I mean, if you look at Norwich's results uh, on Sunday against Millwall. 3-1, and Millwall didn't look like challenging whatsoever until they scored a you know, consolation goal in the last few minutes. Um, I think it all depends very systematically. We know how Wagner will play. He'll want to build up. He'll want to use the wings. He'll want to have that overlapping, you know, Smith-Kachunga-type uh, link. Mm. And they will bomb forward, and when they get forward, they will attack the box and put balls into the box because that's... What you know that that's what we were so successful at doing. So, I think it all depends on what Warnock thinks. I and I and I think I know we would probably have been more successful if we did have that partnership with Hog and Kasumu on Saturday, and we didn't. And there, then there's no need to look at a five back because you've got those two very robust defensive midfielders who would even risk a foul to break up the play. So. I think it all depends on how we work characteristically and our, you know, how we apply ourselves to the game, whether we come out and be aggressive and want to break up the play or we sit back and invite them. In that case, you look at a five-back. So 
I think Warnock will probably keep his cards close to his chest, but you're expecting a relatively unchanged side, and with that comes unchanged formation. So I think that perfectly really leads us. I mean, we've we've touched on the Sammy Silvera chance. Um, balls played and should should he, he scores it any other day really? Got a score, yeah. He's he's got a score. It's it's one of them where he'll look back on it. He'll be frustrated that he's not. And that was pretty much the last action of the game, unless I'm I'm mistaken. No, nope, nothing. So, player of the game, and then who who did you look at and go? This is a bright spot that we can look forward to in in other games. Nichols, player of the game, undisputedly. Yep. Granite Spark. God, there wasn't much, was there? I was very impressed, as as we spoke about before, by Sober's delivery. Um, positive that the new man got on, Bergzorg. Very good recovery pace to get <laughs> to get a, a yellow card just minutes after coming on. I mean, I know that's not positive, but he's quick. But dear Carby was quick, so I can't really comment. I'd have to say Sober, just because of, you know, his, his deliveries, he still couldn't beat a man, but yeah, he's he's caught my eye with his deliveries again, and hopefully that's a thing where it's going to be consistent now because we need it. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree. Nichols undisputed man of the match. He was exceptional. I think Hog Hog and Pearson as well deserve credit because they were they were very good as well. Um, and then I think like you say, Bergsog looked really good when he looked good when he came on, provided a bit of a bit of something in attack. So I'd be I'd be intrigued to see if if he potentially plays against Norwich. Um, but yeah, I think that, that wraps it up perfectly. Unless there's there's anything we're missing off the top of your head. No, nothing for me. Just fingers crossed we can speak about a win soon. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. We've got a draw on the board, so hopefully we can we can move on up. Because I mean, we're not in the relegation zone as well. We're out of the relegation zone, so there you go. We're safe. Yeah, look on look on the bright side of things. Of course, um, yeah, of course. But yeah, once again, thank you as always for listening. Um. Please, as always, like, share, subscribe, do all that jazz. It is really appreciated. It helps us out a lot. Um, and we shall speak. There, we shall see you. Speak to you uh, next time when we preview Norwich City.